1: From the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Monday, August 15th, 2022. Coming up this hour,
2: China's central bank unexpectedly cuts interest rates.
1: U.S. China relations in focus as a congressional delegation visits Taiwan.
2: The Fed releases minutes of its July
0: policy meeting.
1: And Walmart, Home Depot, and Target lead a busy week for retail earnings.
0: New York Governor Hochul speaks from where author Salman Rushdie was attacked. Plus, New York State is cracking down on speeders, especially this week. I'm Michael Barr. More
3: ahead. I'm John Stashower in sports. The Mets stay hot. They shut out the Phillies. The Yankees slump
4: continue to shut out loss in Boston. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak. On Bloomberg 1130 New York, Bloomberg 991 Washington DC, Bloomberg 1061 Boston, Bloomberg 960 San Francisco, Sirius XM 119, and around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business App.
2: Good morning, I'm John Tucker.
1: And I'm Karen Moscow and U.S. stock index futures are lower this morning. We're coming up to 601 on Wall Street and we check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P futures down 20 points, down futures down 139 and NASDAQ futures down 55. The DAX in Germany is little changed. 10 year treasury little change, yield 2.83% and the yield on the two year 3.25%. John.
2: And Karen, we begin with a surprise out of Asia. China's central bank has unexpectedly cut its key interest rate. That, as fresh data shows its economic slowdown getting worse. Bloomberg Daybreak Asia anchor Brian Curtis has more from Hong Kong.
5: The PBOC cut its one-year rate by 10 basis points to 2.75 percent. None of the 20 economists polled by Bloomberg expected a change. The move comes as China's economy weakened in July. COVID outbreaks and the property crisis taking a toll. Factory output up 3.8 percent from a year ago. Retail sales growing 2.7 percent, while fixed asset investment grew 5.7 percent in the first seven months of the year. All of those missing estimates. And China's home prices dropped an 11th month in a row. In Hong Kong, Brian Curtis, Bloomberg Daybreak.
1: All right, Brian, thank you. Well, stocks in Asia, meantime, finished mixed after that surprise rate cut from the PBOC. And we get the recap from Bloomberg's Juliet, Sally in Singapore. Good morning, Juliet. Good morning, John and Karen. Markets in Hong Kong and China struggled for direction after the July activity data was released. While bonds rallied, the yield on China's 10-year note dropping as much as seven basis points, one of its steepest drops since the onset of the pandemic. The offshore yuan fell, along with the Kiwi and Aussie dollars. Japanese shares, though, rallied. The Nikkei 225 close to erasing its losses for the year. Markets in South Korea and India were closed. In Singapore, Juliet Sali, Bloomberg Daybreak.
2: Thanks, Juliet. Relations between the U.S. and China have been focused once again this morning. A U.S. congressional delegation landed in Taiwan over the weekend. And Bloomberg's Amy Morris has details from our 991 newsroom in Washington.
6: This delegation is led by Democratic Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts and tests whether China will react more forcefully after House Speaker Nancy Pelosi went to Taiwan earlier this month. The delegation is set to meet with Taiwan's president and minister of foreign affairs to discuss bilateral relations, security, trade, and investment. The delegation will reaffirm U.S. support for Taiwan. Reuters cited China's embassy, saying this latest visit shows the U.S., quote, does not want to see stability in the region. In Washington, I'm Amy Morris, Bloomberg Daybreak.
1: Right, Amy, thank you. Well, back here in the U.S., a senior Democrat says he has not seen any evidence that materials the FBI seized from Donald Trump's home were properly declassified. The former president has said the documents were declassified, and his supporters claim he has the power to declassify documents on his own. Adam Schiff is chair of the House Intelligence Committee. A
3: former president has no declassification authority. Right. And the idea that 18 months after the fact, Donald Trump could simply announce, "Well, I'm, you know, uh, retroactively declassifying, or whatever I took home had the effect of declassifying them," uh, is absurd.
1: Madam Schiff made the comments on CBS's Face the Nation, heard Sundays on Bloomberg Radio.
2: And turning to the economy now, the focus this week comes Wednesday. That's when the Federal Reserve issues minutes of its July policy meeting. Let's get more from Bloomberg's Vinny Del Giudice.
5: The minutes could indicate whether Fed Chair Jerome Powell intended to send a dovish signal at July's post-meeting news conference. Bloomberg Economics is betting he didn't, and its full speed ahead on lifting interest rates, underpinned by a broad sense among officials that the upside risk to inflation is material. Material. Turning to this week's key economic data, U.S. retail sales may show falling gasoline prices freed up cash for such things as Amazon Prime Day, while rising mortgage rates put a dent in housing starts. Vinny we- Dell, Judais, Bloomberg Daybreak.
1: All right, Vinnie, thank you. Well, retail will also be in focus when it comes to earnings this week. And we get the story from Bloomberg's Charlie Pellet.
4: Walmart and Target led a list of retailers issuing profit warnings last month. This week, they report, along with Home Depot, Lowe's, Kohl's, Macy's, and TJX. Lori Calvacina head of U.S. equity strategy at RBC
2: Capital Markets.
1: We would tell you we're not entirely out of the woods from a market perspective Um, in terms of earnings right now, just because if there really is a big macro slowdown coming economically, um, numbers do still need to come down. But I think for the moment, investors are... And you're just excited about, it, about the resilience that we're seeing.
4: Also reporting this week, Agilent Technologies, analog devices, applied materials, Cisco systems, and Deere.
2: In New York, Charlie Pallet Bloomberg Daybreak. Thanks, Charlie. We had earnings overseas out this weekend. Saudi Aramco posted the biggest quarterly profit of any listed company anywhere. Net income at the Saudi oil giant rose to $48.4 billion in the second quarter. That's up from $25.5 and a year earlier.
1: While surging oil prices give a boost to energy companies, John, both oil and gas have come down since their June highs. And U.S. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm says they may fall even further. Bloomberg said Baxter has the details.
4: The caveat, as always, is the instability of the globe. But Granholm says given the $4, depending on a region we're seeing now, it should go down even further.
6: will probably drop to about $3.78 dollars 78 So we hope that that's true, but again, it can be impacted by what's happening globally.
4: Granholm on CNN says the president is monitoring very closely and will do everything within his power to help. In San Francisco, I'm at Baxter Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, thanks. It's some um, news on finances out
2: of Russia now. Major Wall Street banks, including JP Morgan Chase and Citigroup, are reportedly offering to facilitate trades in Russian corporate debt and government bonds. Reuters reports the move took place in recent days after guidelines for the US Treasury that did allow U.S. holders to wind down their positions. Ahead of the market open on Wall Street, Dow futures 152 points lower, S&P futures down 22, NASDAQ futures down 58 points. And it's 6.07 on Wall Street. Time
0: to bring in Michael Barr to find out what else is going on in New York and around the world. John, thank you very much, sir. An Iranian government official denied today that Tehran was involved in the assault on author Salman Rushdie. The comments from Iran's foreign ministry come after Friday's attack on Rushdie in western New York. New York Governor Kathy Hochul spoke at the site where Rushdie survived last week's knife attack.
1: New York State will always stand up to protect freedom of expression, freedom of speech, and we condemn the cowardly attack on Salman Rushdie.
0: Governor Hochul at the Chautauqua Institution promised freedom will always eclipse hatred and oppression. Rusty suffered a damaged liver and severed nerves in an arm and an eye. However, he is off a ventilator and is said to be on the road to recovery. His assailant, a 24-year-old man from New Jersey, according to prosecutors, has pleaded not guilty. More details have been disclosed in yesterday's shooting in Jerusalem's old city. Authorities in Israel say a Palestinian gunman opened fire at a bus wounding several passengers, among them a New York family visiting the country. Three were from Brooklyn, which Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer represents. During a briefing, Schumer shared details he learned about one of the victims.
3: He was very brave. He bent down over his family to protect them. He was shot in the neck, but and they had him on a respirator. But it looks like he will, his condition is improving.
0: Senator Schumer says this incident in Jerusalem follows a tense week between Israel and the Palestinians. Don't speed in New York State, especially this week. A week-long crackdown has started. Governor Hochul says there are countless risks and tragic consequences to speeding. And I want all New Yorkers to be mindful of the speed limits in your area. During last year's crackdown, police gave out 23,000 speeding tickets. Russian President Vladimir Putin offered to expand relations with North Korea, reaching out to his neighbor as the Kremlin scours the globe for weapons for its war in Ukraine. Emmy-winning film and television actor Anne Heche has died of injuries from a fiery car crash. The spokeswoman says Heche was peacefully taken off life support. Anne Heche was 53 global news 24 hours a day on air and on bloomberg quick take powered by more than 2700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries i'm michael Barr. this is bloomberg john michael thank you
2: it's now six ten 10 on wall street that's time for the bloomberg sports update here's john Stashower.
3: thanks john shout out win for the mets Shut out loss for the yankees mets have now won 17 of their last 20 games the yanks have lost 9 of 11 at fenway they had just two hits struck out 11 times Fell to the Red Sox 3-0. The Sox win a series within the division for the first time all year. Michael Waka, who had been out since June with an injured shoulder, was dominant. Jamison Tyone took the loss and ends a 2-7 and Yankee road trip. Here's Aaron Jones. It's
0: baseball. You know, you're going to go through stretches like this. Um... Every every team does, so it's just about us staying consistent. You know, don't sit on our woes here, don't hang our head. You know, we're not happy about it, but there's you know, still a lot of work to be done. There's still a lot of things you need to improve on and keep working on. They
3: come home for a nine-game homestand, three with Tampa Bay starting tonight, and then four with Toronto, and then two with the Mets, who now hit the road for the next ten games, four in Atlanta, four in Philadelphia. Mets just threw back-to-back shutouts with the Phillies, who scored only two runs. In the three game series. Chris Bassett got his tenth win, four innings from the bullpen. The Mets won six to nothing. They are seventy-five and forty. It's the first time the Mets have been thirty-five games over five hundred since nineteen eighty-eight. Jets quarterback Zach Wilson headed to LA for a knee procedure tomorrow. That will determine just how long he'll be out. Suffered a bone bruise and torn meniscus in the preseason over. Will Zalatoris nearly won the US Open, nearly won the PGA championship, lost in a playoff in Memphis. Finally got his first career victory. It came in a playoff. And in the start of the FedEx Cup playoffs. NBA announced its Christmas Day schedule. The Knicks will host Philadelphia, but the Nets, perhaps because they might trade Kevin Durant, will not be featured on Christmas. John hour Bloomberg Sports. John?
2: All right. Thanks a lot, John. And ahead of the cash open on Wall Street, futures in the red. The risk off so far this morning. The Dow futures down 159 points. That's a decline of about half a percent right now. s and mini futures 22 points lower. That's down half a percent. The Nasdaq E-mini futures 53 points lower, down four-tenths of a percent. Looking at crude oil, NYMEX crude at eighty seven ninety six a barrel. That's down about four and a half percent. This is Bloomberg. And just ahead, China Central Bank delivers a surprise rate cut. What does it all mean? We'll head to Beijing and speak with Bloomberg's James Mager.
4: Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business app, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: I'm Karen Moscow. And U.S. stock index futures are slipping this morning. And commodities from oil to iron ore falling as disappointing data from China further clouds the outlook for the global economy. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P futures down 22 points. Dow futures down 163. And Nasdaq futures down 54. The DAX in Germany little changed. Ten-year Treasury little changed. Yield 2.83%. The yield on the two-year 3.25%. NYMEX crude oil is down. 4.4% down $4.01 at $88.08 a barrel. COMEX Gold is down 1.3% or $23.60 at $17.92 an ounce. The euro, 1.0198 against the dollar. British pound, 1.2066 and the yen, 133.47. And looking at Bitcoin, down six-tenths of a percent at $24,180. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world.
0: Michael. Karen, thank you very much. China announced more military drills around Taiwan as the island's president met with members of a new U.S. congressional delegation led by Senator Ed Markey. China regards formal contacts between U.S. politicians and the island's government as support for its independence from Beijing. A Russian diplomat says they are in talks right now with the U.S. about a possible prisoner swap for WNBA star Brittany Greiner. Greiner was sentenced to a Russian prison for nine years on drug smuggling charges. In baseball, the Red Sox beat the Yankees 3-0. The Mets shut out the Phillies 6-zip. The Nationals and Orioles lost. The A's lost to the Astros 6-3. The Giants won. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take. Powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries, I'm Michael Barr and this is Bloomberg Jump.
2: Michael, thank you. Coming up on 620 on Wall Street, we are live from the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. China's central bank, as you've been hearing, has delivered a surprise rate cut. It could be an indication of just how bad the economic picture has gotten in the world's second largest economy. Joining us this morning with more, Bloomberg's James Mager, economic editor for Asia. Joining us from Beijing this morning or this evening, James, thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. What does the data tell us about China's economy?
7: The data this morning you know, was was surprisingly bad. You saw not just uh, poor retail sales, which I think was expected. You know, the, the COVID lockdowns that have you know that have continued have really damaged uh, China's retail market and consumption and tourism, the services sector. But you also saw really bad numbers for the industrial for industrial output. You know, we saw steel production was the lowest since uh, mid 2018. Uh, cement production was down. Glass production was down. You know, c- computers and phone production was also down. So you know, so surprisingly. Bad uh, across the board, and I think you saw you, uh, you saw a reaction to that just before the numbers came out. When, they, as you said, the PBOC came out with a not a, with a rate cut, which was uh, which was very there was expected by none of the economists that we surveyed, and it uh, sort of goes against their policy, which is you know, since January of this year they've been saying that there has there was enough stimulus and there isn't uh, any need for more action from the central bank. How did China get to this point? Uh, the two things I think that are driving this, one is obviously the COVID zero policy, then, you know, the huge lockdowns we saw in, in April and May in uh, in Shanghai and Jinan and other places and in, in really – in other places and trying to really damage the economy. We you know, in, in a normal country where you know, government statistics were you know, not what they are here, I think the country would have gone into recession. But even without that, I mean – it was clear that economic activity really slowed. The second thing that's really caused this is a massive flow down in the housing market. Prices have been falling now for eleven months. Property sales, home sales have been falling for basically a year now. Large numbers of property developers have, have declared bankruptcy or are in trouble, stopped they've stopped producing the houses, they've stopped building the houses, and now more and more people are stopping paying their mortgages on the houses that haven't been delivered. So, yeah, those two things combined. The COVID zero thing is, is is shutting down industrial production in some places when, when they have a lockdown. It's also hitting the consumer side of the economy. And then, you know, housing is such a big portion of China's economy, and that's in a, this, you know, continuing slump. And those two things combined have really sort of, you know, you saw that. In, the results of that are clear in the data that came out today.
2: Is a rate cut enough?
7: We saw in July, we saw the lowest borrowing, uh, levels of borrowing by households and companies, uh, in at least five years. Uh, and, but yet, the, the interbank rates are very, very low right now, which indicates that banks have a lot of money. It's So it's not the fact that they can't lend money. It's the fact that no one wants to borrow money. So whether a, a 10 basis point of, you know, rate cut isn't really going to change that dynamic. It, the problem is not that banks don't have enough money or that the cost of money is too high. The problem is that, that there's not enough demand for cash. There's enough demand from companies to borrow money because they're not confident about investing in the future, so they're not taking on more debt. And households don't want to borrow money because they don't want to buy a house because prices of houses are falling right now. And obviously, you're not going to buy an asset where the price is going to continue to fall. So I don't think a rate cut is going to be enough to turn this around. I mean, the problem is not, as I I said, uh, it's not supply, it's demand. They really have to change the dynamic, especially of what's happening in the housing market. But also, you know, an expectation that if they did change the COVID zero policies and stop locking people down, maybe that would, in the long term, lead to more stable consumption. Is uh, Xi Jinping on the ropes right now? I don't think that's on the, the cards. I mean, Xi Jinping is uh, looking in the next couple of months, maybe in September, October, you're going to have the party congress, which was – you know, there's no way – there's no reason to think that he's not going to be confirmed as China's leader for a third term. So – you know, whether that what may ha what may be happening right now within the party is people that xi jinping is supporting for lower level officials maybe won't be getting as much support from the communist party and other people who might have different ideas about economic policy may get more support but it's it's completely opaque what's going on but i mean xi jinping is going to be confirmed as china's leader you know in in whenever the party meeting happens in the, in the next couple of months the economic problems that china is having though Probably make his position more difficult
2: what 's the in thirty seconds what 's the next thing we should be looking for
7: I think you 're going to continue to see weak import demand from china if you're an ex, if you're a commodity exporting country, you shouldn't be looking at China to be to be boosting your exports in the next six months. if you're a company that's selling products in China you shouldn't be looking at China to be boosting your sales in the next six months
2: all right James pleasure we appreciate it bloomberg's james mager economic senator for asia from beijing this morning after the surprise rate cut from the pboc and that is having an effect on markets worldwide it's risk off in the u.s at least for now ahead of the cash open on wall street the dow futures 181 points lower the s&p futures are 24 points lower the nasdaq futures right now down 60 points We are seeing in the commodity space, NYMEX crude down to 87.83 a barrel. That's down over 4.5%. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. And the Bloomberg weather from meteorologist Rob Carroll in this morning. Partly sunny day on tap, the high temperature in the mid-80s. Cloudy tonight, low 65 to 70. Tomorrow's outlook, partly to mostly sunny, the high 80 to 85. It's 6.30 on Wall Street. Good morning. I'm John Tucker.
1: And I'm Karen Moscow, and we are just about three hours away from the open of U.S. trading. It's time for the five things you need to know to start your day, brought to you by Interactive Brokers. Interactive Brokers Global Analyst helps you find new global investment opportunities to diversify your portfolio and discover undervalued companies that may have greater growth potential. Try IBKR Global Analyst today at IBKR.com slash GA. Up first, a surprise in Asia. China's central bank unexpectedly cut its key interest rate 10 basis points after data showed July retail sales, investment and industrial output missed estimates. Bloomberg's Enda Curran says it all signals trouble for the Chinese economy.
0: All of this data was weak, but the reason especially concerning is because July was meant to be the good month. July was meant to be the, th- the month when things picked up a bit of momentum again. The third quarter was supposed to be better than the second quarter and all the rest of it. But of course, this now underscores just how much pressure China's economy is actually under.
1: And Bloomberg's Enda Curran says the rate cut shows how concerned Chinese officials are about the deepening economic slowdown.
0: And back
2: here in the U.S., we get a couple of key data points about uh, the economy this week. July's Fed Minutes and retail sales will be released on Wednesday.
1: Well, China and U.S. relations are in focus once again this morning, John, as another U.S. congressional delegation has landed in Taiwan. It's led by Democratic Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts. The delegation is set to meet with Taiwan's president and minister of foreign affairs and will reaffirm U.S. support for Taiwan.
2: And back in Washington, a senior Democrat says he hasn't seen any evidence that materials the FBI sees from Donald Trump's home were properly declassified. Last week, the former president said the documents were all classified, Classified. that is. Adam Schiff is chair of the House Intelligence Committee. He says it's absurd. The president could retroactively declassify materials.
3: Anyone in the intelligence community that had uh, documents like that, they would be under serious investigation.
2: Adam Schiff making the comments on CBS's Face of the Nation. Heard Sundays on Bloomberg Radio.
1: Well, to oil now, John, first overseas, Saudi Aramco posting the biggest quarterly profit of any listed company anywhere, with net income rising to $48.4 billion in the second quarter. While surging oil prices propelled Aramco results last quarter, both oil and gas have come down since their June highs. And Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm tells CNN they may fall even further. The price in the fourth quarter of this year per gallon will probably drop to about $3.78. We hope that that's true. And that's Energy Secretary Granholm. That's the five things you need to know to start your day brought to you by Interactive Brokers.
2: And it's now 633 on Wall Street, and it's time for a look at world uh, news
0: from around the world and in New York. And for that, here's Bloomberg's Michael Barr. John, thank you very much, sir. Author Salman Rushdie is off a ventilator and is said to be on the road to recovery. New York's Governor Kathy Hochul called the stabbing of Rushdie allegedly carried out by a 24-year-old New Jersey man, quote, cowardly. Hochul in western New York spoke at the site where Rushdie survived a knife attack on Friday.
1: Condemn any individual or any group that dare violate the sanctity of a place like Chautauqua or to an attempt an at assassination on a world leader. That cannot happen in New York. We're standing up.
0: Hokel at the Chautauqua Institution says we will always defend, quote, freedom of expression and freedom of speech. We're learning more details about yesterday's shooting in Jerusalem's old city. Authorities in Israel say a Palestinian gunman opened fire at a bus wounding several passengers. Among them, three people from Brooklyn, where Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer represents.
3: It hits close to home. Three of the families, three of those who were shot were American, and from Brooklyn, from Williamsburg.
0: Senator Schumer says one of the victims wounded is improving. Russian President Vladimir Putin has vowed to expand relations with North Korea's Kim Jong-un. The move may complicate President Joe Biden's push to isolate North Korea. Putin sent a congratulatory message to North Korea for its Liberation Day holiday today, marking the end of Japan's 1910 through 1945 colonial rule over the Korean Peninsula. Just weeks after he was sentenced to 30 years in prison in New York, R. Kelly's federal trial in Chicago starts today. Legal analyst Gil Sofer says multiple women will testify about being abused when they were minors and may face tough questions from defense attorneys.
6: Will they simply try to cast out on everything by calling all the, the minors, now adults, who are going to testify liars? They may,
0: Legal analyst Gil Sulphur spoke to ABC. Jury selection in the case gets underway today. New York State is cracking down on speeders this week. Governor Kathy Hochul says this enforcement campaign will be crucial not only to catch speeders but also to encourage all drivers to maintain safe speeds on our roadways. Last year, about 23,000 tickets were handed out during the crackdown period. Global news, 24 hours a day, on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg, John. Michael, thank you. It's now
2: 636 on Wall Street. It's time for the Bloomberg Sports Update. Here's John Stanchero. All right, John. Yankee
3: Red Sox games, they usually tend to drag on, sometimes for more than four hours. Last night at Fenway Park, a crisp two hours, 15 minutes. It's tied. For the shortest Yankee Red Sox game since 1994, the Sox won 3-0. The Yanks managed just two hits against Michael Walker, who hadn't pitched since June due to a shoulder injury. Tommy Pham, who had the walk-off hit on Friday, out hit the Yankees by himself. He had three hits. Rafi Devers, two-run homer off loser. Jameson Tyon. So the Yankee tailspin continues a two and seven road trip, nine losses in the last 11 games, no back to back wins since July. Still a 10 game division lead, but they're now two and a half games behind Houston for best record in the American League. The Yanks are back home tonight to play Tampa Bay. The Mets are in Atlanta. They lead the Braves by five and a half. The Mets with a second straight shutout of the Phillies, six to nothing. Chris Bassett, four relievers combined. To beat X Met, Zach Wheeler a home run for Daniel Vogelback and Francisco Lindor for Jose Reyes' record for RBIs by a Mets shortstop. The Mets have won 17 of the last 20, 40 home wins. That's as many as overall losses, and 35 games over 500 for the first time since 1988. Jets quarterback Zach Wilson, who went down early in the preseason opener, will have minor knee surgery tomorrow. The feeling is out two to four weeks. Coach Robert Sala. Asked about
4: not rushing him back for the season opener, I think that's all going to depend on what happens here with the surgery, and uh, what and the feedback we get from the doctors working with up, and all, and gathering all the information before we even come remotely close to making that decision. But uh, but yeah, that, that that's that's all valid and something that we'll all talk about once we get all the information we need. That's a
3: veteran Joe Flacco, as well as David White in reserve. John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sports.
2: John. All right, John, thanks very much. It is now 6.38 on Wall Street. Yeah, it's time to take a look at some of the stocks, uh, some of the names that are moving in the pre-market this morning. And for that, we're joined by Bloomberg's Tatiana Darrier. And Tatiana, I thought the meme stocks, I was through with that, but apparently not. The most actively traded Bed, Bath & Beyond this morning.
8: Exactly, bandbath and Beyond still on fire among the the meme stocks. They are up about eight percent the pre market. Now a one dollar, uh, a one billion dollar uh, valuation uh, the company has, and it has gained. I, I just looked at you know the past two weeks. It now has gained one hundred and fifty seven percent, so more than doubling its, its share price. But you know this is a company that is struggling with liquidity. Certainly doesn't have great uh, fundamentals. Is one of the triple rated companies as well, that means, you know, it it is going to suffer because of higher interest rates. So this rally is certainly not on fundamentals. Um, You know, it is part of a revival and a comeback of meme stocks. And that, to me, you know, tells me that this is a Fed communication problem. So the policymakers need to make uh, clear that higher interest rates uh, are coming because, you know, the rally in the stock market uh, and especially in the meme stock is is getting out of control here here
2: if you are involved in any way in commodities you're glued to the story coming out of china china the second largest economy a slowdown and we're seeing that this morning in some of the stocks on the move right
8: uh, exactly yeah well uh, we're seeing uh, freeport MacMoran, one of the companies that is most impacted in the pre-market uh, trading down about a four percent there but we're also if you look at the uh, pierce Barry gold and newman mining also down about two uh, percent that's you know on the china story after that uh, disappointing data we saw retail sales industrial output investment all slowed in the month of july and missed economist uh, estimates and that is sort of you know weighing on the global uh, economic outlook and on markets broadly this morning, but perhaps more on miners and industrials uh, because they're more sensitive uh, to the China story, to the economic story, to the global growth uh, story. So uh, not perhaps not surprising to see them underperform there, and uh, they're the ones to watch uh, in today's trading.
2: Well, Tatiana, always a pleasure. Appreciate it. to Bloomberg's Tatiana Darié with some of the stocks that are moving in the pre-market. And ahead of the cash open on Wall Street, we're seeing futures. Uh, right now, they are lower. It's a risk-off day. Dow futures right now down 177 points. Uh, decline right now of about half a percent. S&P mini futures down 22 points. That's down half a percent. And the tech-heavy Nasdaq futures, 51 points lower, down about four-tenths of a percent. In the commodity space, we're seeing lower crude oil this morning. NYMEX crude down 4.5% at $87.90 a barrel. You're listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. The uh, Bloomberg weather for today from meteorologist Ron Carolyn, partly sunny. The highs in the mid-80s, cloudy tonight, low 65 to 70. Partly to mostly sunny tomorrow, highs again in the mid-80s. This is Bloomberg.
4: Markets, headlines, and breaking news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Bloomberg Business app, and at Bloomberg Quick Take. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: And I'm Karen Moscow, and futures are lower this morning. We go to the first word breaking news desk for today's morning call, and here's Bill Maloney. Bill, good morning.
6: And good morning, Karen. That's right. U.S. futures are on the red after Friday's surge, with Dow futures down 167 points. S&P's dropped 21, while well, NASDAQ futures are down by 42. The U.S. 10-year-old at 2.83%. Bold is down 26 Oil is sinking and Bitcoin is lower by half a percent. Japan rose 1.1 percent overnight. Note that China's PBOC unexpectedly cut key rates. While European markets are quiet this morning, back in the U.S. on the economic front at 8:30, Empire Manufacturing, and at 10 o'clock, the NAHB Housing Market Index. In other news, Wells Fargo to shrink U.S. banking's largest largest mortgage business, and Soros Fund Management boosted bets on Tesla, Google, and Amazon. Wrapping things up, Green Dot was cut to equate up Barclays, and Dollar General was cut to market perform. Over at BMO. Live from the First Breaking News Desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Karen?
1: All right, Bill, thank you to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg-type squawk on your terminal, S-Q-U-A-W-K. And that's a Bloomberg business flash. Now here's Michael Barr with more on what's going on around the world. Michael?
0: Karen, thank you very much. China has announced more military drills around Taiwan as the island's president met with members of a new U.S. congressional delegation. The visit came less than two weeks after House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan. China regards formal contacts between U.S. politicians and the island's government as support for its independence from Beijing. The Taliban is declaring today victory day in Afghanistan, marking one year since their return to power. In baseball, the Red Sox beat the Yankees 3 nothing. The Mets shut out the Phillies 6-0. The Nationals and Orioles lost. The A's lost to the Astros 6-3. The Giants won. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take. Powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr and this is Bloomberg. Karen.
1: All right, Michael, thank you. It is 649 on Wall Street. And we turn to news and science and technology now with a Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. It is brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology. NJIT makes industry-ready engineers in more than 20 fields. If it's engineering, it's at NJIT. Learn more at NJIT.edu. And here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. The climate crisis is compounding Europe's worst energy crisis in years. In Germany, the water level at a key waypoint on the Rhine River is set to steady at an extremely low level this week. The Rhine is Western Europe's most important river for the transport of fuel and other industrial goods. The river is now at a level where barges find it uneconomical to transit past that waypoint. A new poll shows Americans are less concerned now about how climate change might impact them personally. According to the Associated Press poll, 35% of U.S. adults say they are extremely or very concerned about the impact of climate change on personally. And that's down from 44% in August of 2019. Only about half say their actions have an effect on climate change compared with two-thirds in 2019. And in a Twitter post over the weekend, Elon Musk said Tesla has now made over three million vehicles. Musk says about a third have been produced in Shanghai. And that's the Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. John.
2: All right, thanks, Karen. We are live for the Bloomberg Interactive Broker Studios, where it is now 6.51 on Wall Street. And time to check what's going on in D.C. Some of the top stories in our nation's capital include the FBI's Trump search as lawmakers asking for the contents of the documents. House Democrats asking intelligence chief to assess the Trump documents. China announces patrols around Taiwan to protest a visit by senators. I'll try to help us figure things out this morning. We're joined by Greg Vallier, the chief U.S. policy strategist at AGF Investments. That's a tall order to figure things out for us, uh, Greg. <laughs>
5: Good morning, John. Uh, let's
2: start with uh, the former president and the FBI search. Yeah, you know, Just from a political perspective, has anything changed? Does this perhaps open a, a new political front as uh, the midterms approach?
5: Yeah, I do think one thing has changed, and it's extremely ironic, and that is that I think the Republicans have become more unified in their support of Trump. His base is angry. They're furious. Uh, They are swearing allegiance to him. So how's that for an irony? After all of this, I think there's a feeling among Trump supporters that the Justice Department has overdone it.
2: Um, Does it bring out more uh, undecided in the election?
5: Now, that's a key. I think while the Republicans are unified, I think that moderate voters, undecided, the swing voters, they're called, might be a little less inclined to support Trump. So that, that's the other half of that narrative.
2: You know, based on the, the warrant, the prosecutors indicated they're exploring possible violations of the Federal Espionage Act, among other allegations. Does, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. Also, you see uh, that there have been calls on the part of Republicans to... Uh, perhaps defund the FBI, Um, it's a little odd that uh, they're taking this position right now, isn't it?
5: Well, the Republicans, of course, always with the party of law and order, and to have them speak out against the FBI is still another uh, irony. I think at the end of the day, you really have to go to the big one, and that is, did Trump instigate an insurrection and fail to stop it? I think that's the case that will make or break things, not, you know, what did he do with these documents?
2: Does it change his thinking about whether or not to, to run for president again?
5: Probably makes him more inclined. I think he would view the, the presidency as an opportunity to rid himself of some of these charges. Uh, you know, he could pardon himself. He could, uh, he could uh, maybe make his case more forcefully if he were president. So, no, I think the chances of him running have actually increased. Uh,
2: the Democrats requesting, among other things, a damage assessment Will they be successful making uh, political hay out of this?
5: I think they will. I think, again, for moderate voters, they will. But for the Democrats, there's one uh, surprising negative, and that is that they were hoping to use this week, last week, as uh, opportunities to boast about all the things Joe Biden got done, the chips bill and uh, all of the things that he got, the the burn pit thing for soldiers. Uh, The next story is going to be student loan relief. So instead of uh, talking about their narrative, they've been obscured by Trump.
2: And don't forget crude oil this morning, Greg, down four and a half. It's below 90, 87, 80. I mean, it has a ways to go, but we we suspect. But on the inflation front, which seemed to be the key uh, Republican argument against Democrats in the midterm, maybe that's fading a bit.
5: Absolutely. I think you've got an environment where the labor market is still red hot, unemployment at 3.5%. And maybe even more importantly, when people fill up their cars, I think they could see the price of gasoline getting well below four with what's happening in crude oil. That's a real plus for them in November.
2: Can we touch on China just uh, for a moment? Uh, you have outraged China after U.S. lawmakers make uh, an unannounced visit to Taiwan. What's the purpose of all this, and what's the uh, what's the political fallout in this country?
5: You know, I don't get it. I must confess, and I've talked to a lot of people in this town who don't get it. So here's Nancy. Pelosi who stirs the pot. She provokes China. Things get real tense. And now we've got another congressional delegation going over there once again, provoking Beijing. I mean, I'm not saying we should be just passive. But at the same time, I think that these visits are not productive.
2: In your note this morning, you say uh, President Biden has to address a crucial issue and he has to do it before Labor Day. What is
5: that? Student loans, 40 million Americans have student loans, and, and the White House has had extensions of the moratorium on the payments uh, during the pandemic. Every three or four months, they would extend it again for another three or four months. Well, still another deadline is coming on August 31st. I think Biden unquestionably will extend it through the end of the year there's an election coming up but i think he may also forgive uh, loans of up to ten thousand dollars that's a big deal for younger voters
2: well who has the student loans you say younger voters are they democrats republicans or undecided
5: Well, I I think a lot of them were apathetic and not inclined to vote. This might make them vote. There's a flip side to that story, and that is Republicans will say this exacerbates the deficit, number one. And number two, everybody who made all their loan payments are being penalized by this.
2: Uh, Huge political stakes here, I, I suspect, right? About You say 40 million Americans hold student loan debt?
5: Yep and uh, some of them are, many of them are in default and maybe something like 25% are in default uh, but they, I think most uh, loan holders would be glad to see this moratorium uh, and again the deadline is is August 31st
2: and we have primaries and uh, well in Wyoming among others that's uh, tomorrow what's next for Liz Cheney
5: well, that's the big story, tomorrow's election. I think she might do a little better than Paul show because Democrats can cross over and vote for her, but I don't think she's going to win. And once she loses, I think she takes a very hard look at New Hampshire and other early primary states. I don't rule out her running for president.
2: Greg, always a pleasure. Help, uh, helping us figure things out in Washington this morning. Greg Valier, the chief U.S. policy strategist at AGF Investments this morning. And you can read more about these stories on Bloomberg.com or the Bloomberg Terminal. And a reminder, you can follow all the latest on Bloomberg Radio in Washington. That's Bloomberg 99.1 at 105.7 FM HD 2. Risk-off in the markets this morning after the surprise cut by the PBOC. Dow futures right now 147 points lower. That's down four-tenths of a percent. S&P mini futures down 19. That's down four-tenths of a percent. NASDAQ futures right now 32 points lower. Again, that's down two-tenths of a percent. And in the commodity space this morning, mentioned crude oil. NYMEX crude, West Texas at eighty-seven seventy-four a barrel down $4.00. 35 cents a barrel. Brent Crew, the international benchmark, that is down almost 5% this morning. You've been listening to Bloomberg Daybreak. I'm John Tucker for Karen Moscow. Thanks for listening.